This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk, where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. I am so excited about today's episode. Um, I shared with you guys last week that um, a word that my pastor had shared at the beginning of the year on a leadership call, um, where he said that, you know, the Lord had revealed to him that this is the year of connection and really just wanted to share that with us. Um, and in the moment, I honestly did not truly understand the magnitude of that word, but with us being, um, you know, officially in the second quarter of the year, God has shown up and shown out, um, has really revealed to me um, and allowed me to connect with a number of different people. And I shared that with you guys last week. Um, by the way, shout out to my pastor and my church. Okay. I love my church, the way church of Tampa Bay, my pastor, uh, pastor Keith Babb, lady Serena Babb. I just love them. They the realest out here. Okay. Like, that's that on that. Um, but this week, I am so excited to share um, a word that we received 
while we were in a minister and training class. And so I really wanted to um, just share with you guys some of the things that God revealed to me. Um, it's not verbatim, okay? I'm not reading uh, my pastor's notes, but just further study in what God gave me. And we're talking about connections. And so this week, we are talking about um, the importance of mentorship. And when we were talking about it in MIT class, it was mentorship in ministry and how it helps promote our uh, maturation, us maturing in the body of Christ, us maturing in our gifts of God. Um, And so our pastor was being very intentional in sharing this with us. And as I went to God in prayer, um, I had something completely different planned for um, this month, honestly, and God had me switch it up and told me to discuss the year of connection. And so we're going to talk about mentorship and why it matters so much. So let's first just kind of define what a mentor is. So a mentor is an entrusted counselor or a guide. Okay. And it is so important to understand that having a mentor is not mandated by the Bible. Okay. So, um, that was something that our pastor emphasized to us, right? Like there's no, um, commandment in the Bible saying that you must have a mentor, right? But we know that there are benefits to, um, having a mentor, including us being matured, right? Um, so, It's something similar to, um, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us like you have to go to the gym and work out, but you know that there's benefits, right? There's benefits to going to the gym and working out and, um, and living a healthy lifestyle. So in the same way, um, mentorship is not a mandate, but it does have really great benefits and it allows us to, um, be matured. It promotes our maturity in Christ, um, and not just on the spirit aspect, but also in the aspect of like ministry and marketplace. Um, So there are three things that um, are really important when we talk about a mentor. One, um, a mentor should allow us to be able to glean from them. So the word glean means to, and that's glean, G-L-E-A-N, means to gather information, right? So we should be gathering information from the people who mentor us, okay? Um, Second, we should be growing uh, from a mentor relationship. So growth is defined as to spring up and develop in maturity, right? So that's what we're talking about is promoting maturity. And then we should be um, guided by their direction. And although the Bible does not mandate um, having a mentor, it is really important to really draw from the word of God. And y'all know I'm always here. Okay, if I'm speaking on anything, child, I'm coming with scripture with it. Um, And so there are four scriptures um, that I want to share with you guys about wise counsel. Um, And so it's really important to understand that your mentor is your wise counsel. So here are my four scriptures. Um, And I'm reading these from the Message Bible because if y'all know me, y'all know that I love the Message Bible. I feel like it hits different. It gives it real raw and unfiltered. Um, And so the first one, it says, fools are headstrong and do what they like, 
wise people take advice. That's Proverbs 12 and 15. Proverbs 15 and 22 says, refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. Proverbs 11 and 14 says, without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. And four, um, Proverbs 19 and 20 says, take good counsel and accept correction. That's the way to live wisely and well. It's really important to point out as well that the Bible says wise counsel, right? And so next week, we're going to really kind of dive into um, what to look for when you're looking for a mentor, um, the different qualities, and kind of how that mentor-mentee relationship should go. But this week, we just are talking about the importance um, and just kind of laying some groundwork for why mentorship matters. Um, But just understand that it says wise counsel, wise help. Right. So um, we'll talk about that a lot more in depth next week. But do not go out here um, willy nilly just asking anybody um, for their help. And don't just uh, pick somebody based on what looks like success. Okay, And what, like I said, we'll talk about that more next week. But. There are so many um, examples in the Bible as well in regards to mentorship. Um, Moses was mentored by Jethro. Eli was mentored by Samuel. Samuel mentored Saul and David. Elijah um, mentored Elisha. Mordecai, um, he mentored Esther. Priscilla and Aquila, they uh, mentored Apollos. And because uh, they mentored Apollos, his ministry was improved. And then Jesus, of course, mentored the disciples. And a lot of times um, when we consider why more people don't have mentors, I really ask God to reveal to me like what um, what keeps people from getting mentors. And I actually had a list um, like written out like and at the top of the list. I wrote barriers to mentorship because I just knew he was about to give me the whole tea scoop and some more. And he gave me one barrier. (laughs) One. And so the main barrier to mentorship for a lot of people is pride. And it's really a multifaceted barrier, right? Um, Humility is required in order to submit yourself to the guidance of someone else. And so I think that, and I know that a lot of times people are so prideful that they don't feel like one, they need any assistance. Two, they don't feel like they, um, They need assistance from people who they feel like may not be um, what the world deems as successful. Um, They feel like they don't need anybody to learn um, from or learn more about God. Oh, it's just me and God. That's great. But if Jesus had himself surrounded by people, um, what's the likelihood that you need to be surrounded by people as well? Right. Um, It allows us to be able to grow and have relationship and fellowship and discipleship um, because there's no discipleship without relationship. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. 
more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. And even when I dug into this a little bit deeper um, and just, you know, and thinking on that and letting and allowing myself to sit on that, um, what I realized was that the Bible does not say that sin comes before the fall, right? So a lot of times I think that um, we focus a lot on overt sins. So like cussing, drinking, smoking, um, sex before marriage, whatever it may be, we focus a lot on those things. Um, but we really also need to make sure that we are um, addressing those sins that are a lot more uh, covert that people can't see, right? People may not... Um, you know, you can judge the person who comes in the church reeking of alcohol, but you can't smell pride. So you feel like it's not as big as of an issue. And but it really, really is the issue. The Bible does not say that sin comes before the fall. It says pride comes before the fall. Right. And so it's so important um, that we are dealing with that as a heart issue, because that barrier of pride is keeping a lot of people from seeking mentorship, keeping a lot of people from seeking fellowship um, and keeping a lot of people bound, right? That's really the issue of the enemy. He was in position and became prideful um, that really that scripture is about the enemy, right? He he fell from grace um, after he allowed pride to get in the way. He wanted to no longer serve God, but he wanted to be God himself. And the trick of the enemy is that he does that. He gives that same desire, that same level of pride. He will imprint that on the hearts of people to where you feel like you don't need um, to listen to God. We don't say it outright, but a lot of us, our actions show, I don't need God because I'm God in my life. Um, And so that pride will keep you from um, maturing in Christ and it'll keep you from the resources that God has given you. So I really challenge all of you to take the opportunity to seek um, the Lord in prayer in regards to finding if there's any heart issues that you need to deal with before you go out and get into a uh, a mentor relationship with someone. But it really is so critical. Like I said, um, the proverb says that pride comes before the fall, or in some translations, it even says that pride comes uh, before destruction and haughtiness before the fall, I believe is what it says um, in the New Living Translation in Proverbs 16 and 18. And so it's so critical that we don't allow our ourselves um, to be tricked by the enemy uh, with the idea that we don't need to continue to grow and learn. All of us are continually under construction. All of us need guidance in this walk. All of us um, need accountability. All of us need to be able to grow um, and to be able to produce fruit. You know, the call here for um, listeners of God Goals and Girl Talk is that we're producers and like we produce fruit and good fruit as a representation of who we're attached to, which is God. Um, And without him, we know that we can do nothing. But I think it's so important to understand that in the even in the development of of farming, right? There's so many moving parts that are important. There's seeds, there's the farmer, there's the sun, there's the water. It's not just enough um, to merely 
be just out here by yourself and say, okay, God, I'm planted out here in these streets. Okay. So it's so important that you really ask God to seek your heart and to really understand if there's some kind of barrier that you may be experiencing um, to where you feel like you're not correctable. uh, You feel like you got it all together. Like you don't need a mentor because that's not true. You really need somebody else who's going to be able to pour into you. Someone who's in a position that you want to be, whether that be in marketplace or whether that be in ministry. I recently in the first quarter of this year, um, really established some mentorship relationships. And one of them I already had and really already valued, but God continued to show me and connect me with other people that could help me in another area. Um, my mentors are not famous. They are wealthy in the spirit. Um, and that, that doesn't mean that they don't have, um, wealth and they aren't, you know, they're not about God's business. One of my mentors has had her own business for 15 years and run it successfully. But I say that I did not pick them based on um, their bank account, based on their statistics, but they are wealthy in the spirit. They are a wealth of knowledge. Um, So I wanted to be able to better understand God in the way that he moves. And so I connected with, um, with one of my, my first mentor. And then the other, um, God is really calling me and giving me a mantle of being able to pray and to do so, um, in a manner that is beyond the basics. And so I had to find a mentor and ask God to send somebody to me, which he did, who is, um, very well experienced in where I want to be in that area of my spiritual life. In the same sense, um, with, my podcast with um, a lot of other things that I do, my nonprofit organization. I have a mentor who's a lawyer um, and who's had experience working with non-successful nonprofit organizations, right? So you want to align yourself with people who are doing what you um, want to grow in or doing what you feel like God has called you to do. If you feel like God has called you to evangelize, then you're then your mentor should be an evangelist. If you feel like God has called you to be, um, you know, to be a, a pastor, then your um, your mentor should be a pastor. So it should line up and it should make sense, right? And it should not be based solely off of statistics and resumes, but really um, it should be a God-led decision. And that person should be able, you should be able to inspect their fruit before you even approach them um, in regards to being your mentor. And so it's just really critical that we understand the importance of mentorship and then that barrier of mentorship um, and then what we should be looking for. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. So in um, my study time, God reminded me or um, 
highlighted to me the story of Jesus meeting the first disciples in Luke 5 um, verses 1 through 11. And I want to read it to y'all and then we're going to kind of pick this apart um, because there's some really good qualities that I saw that were beneficial to people who are wanting to be mentored. So I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And it says, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and he taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night last night and did not catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. And this is such a very, very uh, pivotal and critical story, right? There's so much that we can learn um, in regards to a mentor and mentee relationship when it comes to looking at this story. First um, things first is just allowing your mentor and God um, to utilize what you have available, right? Um, so in the story, Simon Peter is Peter. So, you know, in the Bible, everybody gets renamed um, as they step into who God has called them to be. So Simon is Peter, the same Peter that denied Jesus three times, the same Peter that cut somebody ear off in front of the Lord. OK, that's who Simon Simon Peter is. Um, so Simon Peter allowed Jesus to use the boat. Um, Jesus wanted to teach the crowds. He saw these boats sitting there. Simon didn't try to run up on Jesus, but instead offered what he had. I mean, in the same sense, as a mentee, we should be allowing our mentor to um, help uh, cultivate the skills and the things and the talents that we have, right? We need not to be afraid to allow them to take something um, that we think has one use, right? Um, the boat is to go out and fish and Jesus used it as a pulpit. So we need not to be afraid to allow them to um, cultivate things that we think should be one way um, and to use it in a way that may be different to us. Second, we really have to be willing to learn and to try new things. Um, it is so important to understand the significance of the story. Simon Peter was a master fisher. This is literally what he did. He didn't need no advice. He was a fisherman for a living, right? It's the middle of, of um, the day. It's not good conditions to be out and fishing. That's why they fish at nighttime. Um, so none of this stuff made sense, right? Simon was a master fisher. This is what I do. Like, who is you out here trying to tell me how to do my job, sir? Um, and instead of him 
uh, giving Jesus any pushback. He said, we were out all night and we didn't catch anything. But if you say so, we'll cast it out again. And I think that it's so important as a mentee that we are willing to be molded, that we are willing to try things that may seem unconventional, and that we're willing to try new things, even if we feel like we have some area of expertise in a um, in a certain area. Even myself, as a, uh, a medical provider, I remember so vividly um when i when i was a new nurse i went through a training program right i call it nicu school you went i went to nursing school then i went to nicu school because it's a whole thing um and i was assigned a mentor shout out to mona because she was the best out here doing it on night shift and a lot of times when people um accredit and look at the successes that i've had in my nursing career i've had mentors along the way i've had preceptors um alicia truitt was a, a great pre- preceptor of mine dr carolyn morosco so these people have all poured into me and they've shown me um, and I've been able to learn from, grow and um, be guided in a direction that has really allowed me to have the successful career that I've had as a healthcare provider. And so it's so important that we do not um, just feel like, oh, well, I went to nursing school and so I know it all. Thanks, girl. I would have drowned and died. Do you hear me? Um, So it's so important that even if you have a level of expertise in an area that you you never stop being able to learn. Um, One thing that I always say, is it scares me um, because I've taught nursing students and I've orientated and precepted people. It scares me when somebody comes out of school or just at any point, even if you're 20 years in your career and they feel like they know everything about everything. That is the person that's going to kill somebody because you, you, you feel like you can't learn anything else. And so for me, I've always had a posture of like, no, show me. No, I want to know. I want to learn. I want to gather information. Um, my Gigi used to say I was very inquisitive. And I remember asking my dad one time what that meant. And he told me it meant that I was nosy. <laughs> but it has really, um, as an adult, benefited me because I'm constantly wanting to learn new things, learn about um, new things, and wanting to really become an expert um, at that level, but then also understanding that being an expert or a master does not mean that there's not more education and more things for me to learn. Does that make sense? Okay. So we have that we want to allow our mentee, our mentors to utilize the tools and the skills that we have. We have to be willing to learn and try new things. And lastly, we have to listen. Okay. Somebody cue up Beyonce. Listen. Okay. Like, listen. Listen, Linda. We have to be willing to listen. My pastor said, if some of us would hush, then we could be helped. And that. Just that point, it just is what it is. Too many of us want to be amongst the um, the elites. Too many of us want to be able to mix and mingle just to say that I was able to be in this space or be in this room. And there's so much that you can um, gather and learn from observation. The first part of the nursing process for us is to assess. So that means me taking a history of present illness or HPI. I'm listening. Um, that means me um, watching, looking at vital signs, doing an assessment, a head to toe assessment. And I can gather so much information just from listening and from uh, using my, you know, using my senses of seeing and hearing and 
touching. And I think that a lot of us want to be seen so bad that we miss out on the opportunity to just sit back and listen to what these people have to say, to sit back and to be able to observe how these people move, to sit back and really gather how they deal with situations that um, that may not be ideal or situations that you find yourself in, right? And so I think that it's so important that we learn how to listen. Sing Beyonce again, okay? Listen, dream girls. That's what you need to do. And I know my singing voice wasn't up to par. I don't care. Y'all get the point, okay? Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. All right, y'all. So let's bring it on home. So again, I want to emphasize that mentorship is not a mandate in the Bible. You are not going to go to hell for not having a mentor. However, mentorship is a great tool to help us grow in our maturity spiritually, as well as um, practically, um, if you're dealing in business, if you're dealing, um, if you're in like nursing school, get a mentor, get you a mentor, um, find somebody who is going to help um, grow you to a place of maturity that you can gather information from, and that's going to di- um, that's going to guide you or lead you into the direction or path that you should be going to. That path, by the way, should always point back to the Lord. Okay. Um, secondly, you want to make sure that when you are looking for someone, you're looking for someone again where you want to be, and this is not based on worldly success. Just because they have a million Instagram followers don't mean that they should be your mentor, especially, um, and we see it a lot, my pastor had mentioned, in the body of Christ, right? There can be people that have great gifts, but don't have a level of maturity. And so you see um, some of y'all favorite pastors out here who are um, gifted by God to do a thing, but because they don't have a level of maturity, they're in, they're in some kind of scandal every other week. That does not need to be your mentor, right? So it needs to be based off of the fruits of the spirit, based off of um, the fruit that you've been able to see in their life and not just based solely on worldly success. This don't mean that y'all go out this week and go to every networking event or go to every single person and ask them to be your mentor. That's not what this is, but this is just Um, introducing you to the importance of having a mentor, right? So we want you, I want you to realize the significance of mentorship. I want you to seek mentorship. And then I want you to be willing to submit to mentorship. So these are, those are three points that my pastor had gave us that you need to realize the significance of mentorship. You want to be able to seek mentorship and then be willing um, to submit to mentorship. The charge this week for you guys is to go and seek God in prayer and ask God for discernment. Do not this week, unless this is confirmation for you and Holy Spirit has already told you who your mentor is, do not this week 
go out and ask 50 million people to be your mentor. That's not using prayer and that's not using discernment. What you want is to ask God to reveal to you whom you should be connected to, um, who he's called you to in this season, and then start praying for that person, right? So ask God to reveal it to you. But then also your prayer should be that the person who God is calling you to mentor, ask God for wisdom, ask God to pour back into their life, ask God um, to really give them the tools necessary so that they will be of benefit to you and that the relationship won't be detrimental. Amen. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode, y'all. I pray that y'all are really um, getting as much from this as I am. Like, I'm super excited about this because I can't wait to hear the connections um, that God has established. And um, not so shameless plug, if you are really needing um, connection and you're looking to be connected with other women, you need to be in the producer society. We be in here, Bible studies. Um, last month was Women's History Month. And so once a week, we studied and introduced um, ourselves to and learned more about women in the Bible. Um, it was called uh, Her Story for His Glory. So we learned about women in the Bible um, and their significance that they played within the kingdom. Um, we had a mixing and mingling event uh, where and where we were able to mastermind and help each other grow and develop, um, not just spiritually. Like we talk about business. We talk about all kinds of things in the producer society. So if you are feeling led and if you are with prayer and discernment um, led to be a part of our society, I would love to have you um, because community is valuable. Amen even a group setting on um, the disciples. There was a group mentorship program. Okay. Uh, there was 12 of them. There wasn't one-on-one help. So um, again, I am so excited about this. I am so prayerful um, that you guys are really allowing and applying the things that we talk about here on the show. I really love practicality and I'm excited to see what is birthed out of the connections um, that God leads you to. So until next week, make sure you continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. I will talk to you guys next week. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.